The Free for All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, Amanda Galbraith is here, principal at Navigator and, of course, the host of Free for All Fridays. Pamela Palmater is here, lawyer, professor, and activist, News Talk 1010 traffic specialist and personality, Adua Nsia Yibois. Actually, Adua, let's start with a uh, traffic and transit story today, and that would be Metrolinx revealing they're backing off developing a railway spur in the Don Valley. Um, I had campaigned against it. I don't think it's NIMBY as to say that the Don Valley is supposed to be progressing toward parkland, not regressing to mm-hmm. industrial. So I don't see this as nimbyism. I think it's a wise choice. I agree. I'm, I'm surprised they even decided to um, do it there in the first place. So kudos to them for actually changing it and listening to the community and preserving a green space, which we so desperately need in the downtown core. So yeah, them moving it to York Mills and Leslie makes more sense. It is an industrial area. It's not going to impact that many people in terms of community space. So, yeah, they, they did the right thing. I just don't know why it took so long to do it and listen to uh, the community at large. Although kind of interesting, Pamela Palmater, an aspect in this debate, uh, we talked to a guy in Thorncliffe Park, which is a challenged neighborhood, and they're still building rail yards there. And he called this, uh, I think he said it was uh, development racism, because let's face it, the Don, the Don Valley has some pretty tony neighbors who probably campaigned and whispered into the right ears. Thorncliffe Park, not so much. Well, you know, it's hard to say what happened in this particular case, but environmental racism has been proven out by all the research and statistics that, you know, um, most people with uh, money, power and influence have the ability to influence politicians or major decisions, whether it's business or things like this, whereas uh, people with less power, wealth, and influence don't have that ability. And so that's why you see all across the country um you know, uh, waste dumps, proposed nuclear sites, Chemical Valley, everything is pushed towards people with less power and influence, which tends to be socioeconomically disadvantaged people, black communities and indigenous communities. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case here. Amanda Galbraith, it's pretty rare for an organization to back down on a development proposal. They usually get kind of, uh, you know, stubborn about it. So I'm somewhat surprised that Metrolinx changed their mind. I am too. I mean, they tend to pretty carefully consider, you know, for whatever their the values of their building to to initiate this. Or I mean, this would be a big thing they know would be controversial when they engage. But I think I know it's an example where pushback um, makes a difference. And you know, one thing that always surprised me uh, when I was at City Hall is you can never underestimate how much Detroit people love trees. And I'll tell you, like it's thrown out <laughs> again and again. <laughs> like they love trees, so <laughs> like if you don't want to get something built. You just plant a bunch of trees in the middle of it, and people seem to back right off. So, uh, so anyway, I think this is the case where that happened. Um, the Trudeau Foundation is going to return a controversial donation. Pamela Palmater, this is just the latest sort of drip, drip, drip in this ongoing scandal because I think people think that Justin Trudeau—that's Justin Trudeau's trust fund—when in fact it's a. Found- foundation that was created in memory of his father. But still, the connection is a bit dubious. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, everyone who doesn't like Justin Trudeau will blame everything, the next storm on Justin Trudeau. Um, It is a separate foundation. 
You know, it's run by its own board of directors. Justin Trudeau has no power over it, even though the fact that it is named after his father... I mean, he can't be responsible for everything that's named after his father. I think they did the right thing once they found out about it. Now they're returning it. And I think that's anything, any like political party or uh, philanthropy or foundation can do once they know, return it. Amanda Galbraith, the donation came from a billionaire in China who apparently wanted the foundation to build a statue of uh, Mao Zedong in Montreal. And of course, everybody knows how much, uh, you know, Chinese expatriates love a statue of Mao Zedong. Yeah, I think that sounds perfectly appropriate for downtown Montreal to have Mao just want, just can't even fathom that. I mean, yeah, like, I think this I mean, this issue itself is, to me, doesn't quite meet the smell test. Um, I know it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty here, but, um, you know, Chinese billionaire coming out of the woodwork to give the Trudeau Foundation. And yes, I, I you know, fair enough, the, the prime minister doesn't have anything involved in that, agreed. But if the foundation was named after my dad doing things to honor my father, um, I would certainly pay attention to what, like, I'm not saying he's at fault for accepting the donation, but I think certainly I would look favorably upon somebody that supported it, for sure, which is why people are doing this, right, and which they rely upon. But this whole issue itself, if you take it up 10,000 feet, is a mess. Um, I think the government is really trying to issue manage this down, and I think this nothing-to-see-here sort of mantra that they've been trying um, isn't working. The story's getting bigger. The leaks are, are, I think, shocking to a lot of us, even though a lot of this work's been happening for a while. Um, so I think the government's got to kind of switch tact a little bit because it's just that you're going to keep getting these uh, these heads. Well, and Adjua, you get last word on this one. I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, is there a genuine scandal here? If you start connecting the dots, you can build one even if there isn't. I agree. Unless we have all the facts and all the information, it just becomes hearsay so it's either something big or it's nothing at all and you can't project uh, predict into the future what something's going to look like with ties to any sort of foreign government we couldn't predict a pandemic that was coming our way so until we have all the facts on the table um i say we just wait and see drip 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 Okay, or let's go with the inquiry. Um, Speaking of image problems, it actually kind of cracks me up, Amanda Galbraith, I'll start with you, that that uh, controversial German politician who met with three MPs is now more or less kicking them all around because she said, oh, give me a break. You knew exactly who I was. You met with me because of who I am. So don't you dare say that I'm radioactive. Yeah, she's definitely calling uh, BS on them. And, and like, honestly, I'm, I'm not the woman is that, like reprehensible, but at least I'm sure good for her for saying uh, this isn't accurate. I think we need to hold anyone to account who meets with folks like this. Candidly, it, it isn't acceptable to me that, oh, we didn't do our homework on who we were meeting with. I don't blame like any leader is not responsible for what all their caucus members like, like it'd be impossible, right, to, to check all those meetings. So I don't blame Pierre probably have any more than I would blame Justin Trudeau or Jagmeet Singh for what his caucus does. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, the buck just stopped with him. Um, but yeah, these guys saying, oh, I had no idea. We didn't Google her. Like, as if. You have staff. They research it. They tell you what's happening. It's not that hard to find out what she, what and who she is. So if you want to play with fire, you're going to get burned. Well, for me, Pamela, it's actually more of a character flaw for these people to lie about not knowing who she is than it was for them to meet with her. Exactly. I mean, you know, there's always the crime, but then lying about the crime just seems to make it so much worse. And, you know, you think about you go to a speaking gig and there's like 2000 people there and you take a photo with someone and you don't know who they are. That's vastly different than you're meeting with a 
a politician from another country. You too are a politician. You mean to tell me they didn't or someone in their office didn't Google them? We Google everybody now for job interviews, for everything. So it's just not credible. No one's going to believe it. And now they do look like a bunch of liars. Okay, Andrew, I want to jump to something uh, different. Very quick thoughts on uh, Bonnie Crombie when she says, no, I'm entirely focused on Mississauga. Do you read that as, okay, I'm not running yet, but maybe? Or do you think, okay, she just wants to stay in Mississauga? She's a politician. She's not going to tell us right now. (laughs) She's going to distract. And I I think she, she probably may possibly run again. I don't know. I'm not best friends with Bonnie Crombie or anything like that. But it's literally just political tactics. She's not going to tell you right now. She's going to say that she's focused on Mississauga in a month or uh, two months from now when she does announce. I won't be surprised. If she doesn't announce, I won't be surprised. But we don't know anything now because she hasn't said if she's going to run or not. Yeah. I mean, Amanda, if we can sort of bridge two stories, what's been driving me crazy lately is uh, the people who you know are running for mayor but won't declare it. And I just think, <laughs> let, just just pull the trigger. Just get on it. Oh, they like playing footsie. It's sort of like, look at a little bit of my ankle and I'm going to go away. Now I'm lifting my skirt a little more. Like, that's what <laughs> politicians do, right? Like, love me more. Tell me why you want me there. Um, so I think certainly, um, you know, that's a game that they all play. Uh, what's your irritation, I'm sure, because then you could just say you're in or you're out. Um, you know, the other rule I always had with the politicians I work with is we don't make news until we want to make news, right? So um, if Bonnie Cromie doesn't, isn't sure yet, she's not going to she's not going to give yes or no. I mean, this is the one thing where she's not denying it. She's not confirming it. Right. So she's not lying. Yeah. Um, she's also not kind of adding, she's trying not to add too much more fuel to the fire, which if, if you want to be an honorable way out, that's probably the best answer she could give until she decides. Okay. And Pamela, I guess it is a matter of, uh, you know, it's like a Sally field moment. She wants to know how much we like her. <laughs> well, I mean, it is literally the age old tactic. You float a trial balloon, see what people's reactions are and, you know, go from there. It's almost like a very early poll about whether or not you would be successful. And we all know if she was definitely not considering it or this was totally out of the blue and a shock to her, she would say, no, of course not. I'm the mayor here and I'm focused over here. I have no intention of running. So when people don't categorically deny it, then it's probably being mulled over. Um, There seems to be considerable debate over whether or not Bonnie Crombie is speaking at the gathering of liberals this weekend. Some of our sources are telling us yes. Others say no. Somebody said she changed her mind. We'll find out. But she is running a hospitality suite, and I'm sure she's taking all kinds of meat and greets. Uh, With the time we have left, any uh, thoughts? And uh, Pamela, I'll start with you. Some climate activists threw pink paint on the woolly mammoth at the Royal BC Museum. I'm not a fan of vandalism. I get the intensity of the cause, but I'm still not a fan of of this kind of uh, damage. Well, the great news is that there was no damage. It was completely (laughs) water-soluble paint, and the museum opened it up 90 minutes later. So I think we're all good on that front, and we can just go back to focusing on the massive climate change that's happening. Okay, so Adjua, it was just, uh, it was what, like a a dye job? (laughs) Yeah, just a dye job. And Well, they got what they wanted, right? We're talking about it. They got their message across, and they want to focus on climate change, and that is what we should all be talking about, actually. I, I agree with you, but Amanda, I'm not sure that the, this series of uh, attacks on artworks and now museum you know, facilities is actually sparking much of a discussion. 
No, I think we just sort of say, oh, it's terrible. And then, you know, we move on like the tomato soup or whatever that happened. Um, although it strikes me that this is possibly the most Canadian way to protest and that it's like, oh, we're going to pay. Oh, no, don't worry. It's not it's not permanent damage. It's water soluble. So it'll be fine in an hour. It's like we want to make a point, but not too much offensive point. So uh, <laughs> but I, I do think they're not. You know, people like me, it doesn't move me, right? It moves activists, but those people are already in their camp. So if they actually want to expand their what their their message, this isn't going to do the trick. Thank you all. Good to have you. Amanda Galbraith, Thad Joy and Celia Bois, and Pamela Palmiter. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.